Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Dear Diary, my teen angst bullshit has a body count. The most popular people in school are dead. Everybody's sad. But it's a weird kind of sad. Suicide gave Heather depth, Kurt a soul, Ram a brain. I don't know what it's given me, but I've got no control over myself when I'm with JD. Are we going to prom or to hell? Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Hello and welcome to another episode of Syndicate. I am your host, Armand Haddad. This season we are exploring the cinematic adaptations of beloved stories. Today we are looking at the 1989 film by Michael Lehman. Is it Lehman or Lehman? I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyways, Michael Lehman. His movie, Heathers. But before we seek revenge, I am joined by a special guest, Justin Hutchins, a film director. Justin, welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Your husband, Simone, has been a frequent guest so far, and now you're here. Yeah. It's it's becoming a whole like family affair. <laughs> now we need your dog, Uno, to come on. But yeah. He, he really <laughs> likes watching YouTube, so maybe he can find something to discuss yeah maybe a dog's tail or something <laughs> marley and me <laughs> so today you recommended the movie heathers yes so before we get into the nitty-gritty with it since this was your recommendation today how'd you first hear about the movie heathers uh well i went to college at the ohio state university um which is near the place that westerberg was based off of. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's called Westerville. Oh. But, but I think like I think like they either just changed it or the city didn't want their mm. name associated with such a film right, at right. the time. Right. Um and I think somebody involved with the film like grew up there or was from there oh, or something okay. like that. I don't I don't remember the details. Um so it was kind of a thing. There was this video store 
on the north side of campus mm-hmm. um, where I discovered many different films. Um, and this was one of them. Okay. So this was probably way back in the day because it's a video store. Oh, well, I mean, it was still the 21st century and it was kind <laughs> of on its way out. Okay. Um, but like, for example, the, at the time, mm-hmm. there were some things that were not yet available on DVD, if, if that makes sense. Okay. All 2003 right. or 4-ish, I want to say. That makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, personally, I miss going to Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, mm-hmm. and like renting a stack like one foot tall or two feet tall of like movies for me and my friends to watch so that's how you got into heathers so yeah the first time the first time like when i first heard of the movie and watched it but i was like 20 so i i don't at that point in time your 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 head doesn't know what your body's doing (laughs) most of the time so it's like it's it's like the 80s. I remember stuff about the 80s mm. that I lived in, but it's not really like, it's not a main part of my life that much right. because I was so small. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of like that. It's in my memory, but the first time I watched it, I don't remember it so much, so well. Okay. That's interesting. So I heard of the movie back, I think I was just out of high school. Um, the way it was like presented to me, it was like Mean Girls, but with murder and that intrigued me i was like okay (laughs) and i never got around to watching it until your recommendation today well really yeah okay this was my first time watching so you watched mean girls before you watched this yes okay i was the opposite i watched this the first time Mm -hmm. and then like a year later mean girls came out really yeah so So, it was more like mean girls copied heathers (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean obviously but like when that movie came out, that was like, I mean, I'm younger than you. So that was like generational defining movie for me. And then hearing about Heathers, it's like, oh, there's this cooler, older movie that's like kind of connected to that movie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that's how it was presented to me. And like at the same time, like my group of friends, we would like seek out like messed up weird movies. Uh-huh. And Heathers, kind of like fits its way right into there where it's like this it's funny but not haha funny right it's a dark humor (laughs) like aesthetically it's like this like mean girls where it's like you know these girls uh in high school but Mm -hmm. like behind that facade is like this dark story being told of like murder and deception and like I guess bitchiness all around, but like in Mean Girls, that doesn't happen. Like people don't die in Mean Girls. No, I mean the worst that happens is somebody gets hit by a bus, right? Yes, yes. But nobody dies. No one, no one dies. <laughs> so, Justin, yes. Before we go any further into Heather's, listeners of the show know what time it is. It's time for some elevator pitches. Please stand clear of the closing door. For those that don't know, if you're selling a movie on a friend. You really only have 60 seconds to do so. So to simulate that today, Justin, you are going to summarize the entire plot of Heathers while avoiding major spoilers in under a minute. Are you ready? As ready as I will ever be. (laughs) All right. So I need you to pitch me the movie as if I've never seen it before. Okay. So we are going to start in three, two, one, go. Okay, so have you ever been in high school 
<laughs> I, I believe most people have. <laughs> and I think it's a common thing for people in high school to feel like, eh, nobody understands me. So this movie is basically that with the contrast turned all the way up. <laughs> it was made at the end of the 80s. So all the colors look like some sort of like pastel Power Rangers. Yep. Uh, and then it just, just starting from there, you know what, you get the feeling that it's, it's going to be a mess. Um, and at this point, the main character, whose name is Veronica, although all her friends are named Heather, <laughs> she she just has so much angst that she starts uh, killing people with her uh, like potential boyfriend. Right. Um, and it just escalates from there to the point of uh, almost thermonuclear war. And with two seconds to spare. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's it's a lot harder than it seems, right? It is, and I I thought about it because I knew I was going to have to do this, and mm-hmm. it, it didn't. It that's not what I had in my mind, but <laughs> you so, spoke from the heart. Sometimes that's better. Yes, and like you said, so the movie revolves around this character named Veronica, who's played by Winona Ryder, and she was actually a teenager. At the, I think a lot of them were teenagers. You not, can, not you, like a twenty six year old in high school, right? Right. Like if this was made nowadays, which we're going to get into it has been adapted into other mediums. It has. So, like, if, if like, a modern director were to come at this movie, they would hire, like, 27-year-old, 28-year-old. Well, you're going to be 18. Yeah. <laughs> like, but with this movie, I could tell, like, they're younger. Like, they're actually fresh out of high school, and they're playing high school students. And that's kind of refreshing because it's kind of weird seeing, like, a 40-year-old man play, like, a, a teenager. It's like, yeah, uh, I could... It's, it's it's like how many weird. times are you held back like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh, what, what were those called super seniors oh yeah or fifth year seniors <laughs> like in my high school we had a, i think a guy that was his sixth year oh. in high school so we called him a super duper senior i i was not aware of <laughs> that category <laughs> they exist so yeah like this movie really surprised me because it really like given the time period when it came out it really subverted expectations because you had like we had like shows like melrose place or 90210 and it takes that concept and then adds killing to it right so to say so veronica who's played by winona Ryder, she meets christian slater well, who, who is who sounds like Jack Nicholson from The Shining through yes, the whole movie? Yes, like I was getting those vibes. I'm like, if I were if I was her, I would not be talking to this guy. <laughs> no way, because he comes and he's like, "Hey, so you want to hang out sometime?" And I'm like, "Ugh." <laughs> like the second time I ever saw the movie, I thought, like, he sounds like something, but I don't know what it is. And then I I don't know, like two years later. The Shining was on TV or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's it. That's what it is. Like, I don't know if that was his choice or director really wanted that to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it's it's so weird because like young Christian Slater, he's such like a, a dashing young man. And then he has this really creepy persona to his character. And the icing on the cake is that he wears a black trench coat throughout the entire movie too. So it's, it's very... Uh, when I made that comment about the Power Rangers, it's very, you can tell who's what by their, their clothes. Mm-hmm. Like Veronica's always wearing blue or dark 
uh, like black. Mm-hmm. Uh, JD's always wearing black, and then the Heathers are always red, yellow, and green. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like I I, there, I feel like there's more to it than the Power Rangers. They were just like, well, this is how you know it's the Blue Ranger. But it's <laughs> more like I I don't know if they're trying to cover something up about themselves mm-hmm. with another color. Um, right. I, I guess if you see the movie, then you realize that most of them had some some sort of I don't want to say secret it, it because it, it once people start dying then then more secrets get made and it, it it's just it, it turns into a, a big mess about how what are they supposed to be juniors seniors I think they're seniors because okay. they're talking about going to college yeah okay so well, I, I know the two football players are seniors that's why they don't beat people up right away because they're seniors right they're too old for that yeah um I don't know if there's any meaning behind the specific color, but the bright colors, they all have something like, 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 uh, Shannon Doherty's character has a, a eating disorder. Heather, Heather Chandler, <laughs> Heather Chandler. I, I was, I, it's really hard to, it, I think that's the point is that it's really hard to keep their names straight. <laughs> right. Um, so the, the red Heather, the red, main red Heather, Heather, the, the Heather Chandler. Yeah. That's supposed to, like that, that scrunchie, her red mm-hmm. scrunchie, I think is supposed to be like, like the, the leader's headdress right right right. because it it floats around throughout the movie yes so yeah i want to get into that so the colors are interesting because so you have red yellow and green Mm -hmm. so the red girl heather chandler she's the leader because it's the brightest color like it's the color that symbolizes leadership Mm -hmm. and then as the film progresses a different heather starts wearing red for the reason being that that Heather died and she right. replaced that Heather with herself in the form of the new leader by wearing the scrunchie of the former Heather onto the current Heather. It's very confusing. It, it, but it, it's very high school, I feel. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't like high school. Neither did I. It, 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 but I get the point of this movie. There's this part where uh why don't a writer is like yelling at her parents about we just want to be treated like human beings mm. and and her mom says usually something like usually when teenagers are, be, are complaining about not being treated like human beings it's because they are right and and i think that's a huge point in the movie that school is crappy from time to time but it's mm-hmm. usually because it's mimicking the rest of society <laughs> yeah so with high school high school is both a mirror a microcosm of society and also its own society in a way like if you really think about it because like in the movie heathers like there's an obvious hierarchy going on like just like with the movie mean girls like the mean girls the heathers Mm -hmm. are on top they're the cool kids are the popular people and then it goes down from there and like in the beginning of the movie veronica is friends with this outcast looking girl oh uh, uh, betty yes yeah and she's overweight kind of nerdy a little awkward and when veronica is taken into with the heathers she you know separates herself from that friend Mm. and that's interesting because like there's like this social ladder that you're climbing in high school. And once you leave high school, 
it's kind of like if you're on top, say like you're a Heather and you're on, you're on top of the food chain and then you graduate high school, you're on the bottom again and you have to like work your way up. And then, you know, say you go to college, you become a senior, uh, top, top of your class, you're, you're on top, you're the best. And then next day you're working a job at Starbucks, you're back at the bottom. And yeah. this movie perfectly illustrates that fighting for power within people groups, I guess. Right. And and I think from my perspective, plainly, I've worked in two different countries and mm. I can see how both of these countries, high schools are reflective in their work environments. Really? Um, so like in the movie, there's a pep rally or mm-hmm. pep assembly, whatever. I don't, I don't know which one it's called. Um, pep rally. Pep rally. Yeah. Um, that's a very American thing. And I've seen them in like entire office-wide meetings where everybody is in the same room. Well, maybe not recently because of COVID, but everybody goes to this hall. Um, I don't know if there's cheerleaders at every company, but (laughs) but there's the equivalent of cheerleaders. Yes. And the principal or president Mm. of the company or whatever, they try to get everybody excited about what they're doing. Yeah. Um, And it it just, it's, that's the very American thing. In, In Japan, I have never heard of a pep assembly of there's school-wide meetings but mm-hmm. i don't maybe now in like some international schools there's some cheerleaders but cheerle- cheerleaders aren't really a thing in japan um and the meeting is is less yay we're doing stuff let's get excited about mm-hmm. it and it's more like hi i'm the principal and this is what we're doing mm-hmm. um and it's kind of like that once you go to work in japan and so i th- i Watching this movie again uh, to prepare for this, I, yeah. I, I I noticed again that there's so much of high school that it that carries on. Like you, you mm-hmm. finish high school, but it it doesn't really end. Yeah, I I hear that. Like as my career progresses, that um, I hear that phrase time and time again, where it's like, oh, we're back in high school again. Like, like whether it applies to like drama or simply the social hierarchy being climbed uh, within the company or friend groups or whatever. So I got, I have to ask. So you went <laughs> to school in Japan for 10 years? I, well, I was, I didn't go to school for 10 years in Japan. You lived there uh, for 10 yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, I lived there for 10 years. Okay. So you went to high school in Japan? For a little while, yes. So... Were there sports teams in those high schools in Japan? It, sort of. There okay. were clubs. Um, okay. So they had practice. They um, you didn't really try out like mm. you do in the U.S. Okay. Um, you just you pick your club at the beginning of the year, and that's what you have for the school year. So I think that's a big, I think that's a big deal because since Japan seemingly doesn't have sports teams competitive sports teams there's no need for cheerleaders there's no need for pep rallies there's no need for all these uh pomp and circumstance like we do here in the united states because like sports are such a big part of our society for Mm. some reason especially football and football is probably the biggest in high school because like that's where you make a name for yourself. Then you go to college, people draft you. And then maybe if you're lucky, end up in the NFL. And then with Japan, you don't have any of that. Yeah. Baseball is probably the biggest one. 
Um, Interesting. But it's not, I don't know. I've never heard of like a scout looking for scholarship, like to give somebody a scholarship at a, like a high school baseball game. Um, right. That kind of culture doesn't exist. It's, it's more, yeah, I played baseball in high school or college or, and there, there's like, there's like a national championship, but um, not, now it's reaching my limits of knowledge, <laughs> high school baseball, but right. um and then with baseball, like we live in Chicago, mm-hmm. like we have uh, Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to call it Comiskey Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have like two big major teams. Do you ever see cheerleaders at those stadiums? No. I don't either. Yeah, it's 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 more of a football basketball thing, I think. Yes. Yeah, not, not baseball. And with baseball, even though it's America's pastime, I don't think that's where the real money is is because like a lot of these schools like yeah like you go for your doctorate and like all these other more academic degrees but the thing that really makes the university money Mm. are these sports teams so it's like without those sports teams they can't have the money to fund these collegiate programs for like you know doctors and professors and all that stuff Mm -hmm. so that's that's wild yeah japan is such a interesting different place it's almost like an alien world <laughs> compared and to the the subtitle for this movie in japanese is is veronica's hot day no way that it's called heathers veronica's hot day that is <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean they're not wrong so yeah going back to heathers with veronica's character so she becomes buddy buddy with Jason Dean, JD, mm-hmm. Christian Slater's character. And it's kind of like, I mean, they even describe it in the film. It's kind of like this Bonnie and Clyde relationship that they have. That she kind of got tricked into. Would you like to elaborate on that? Well, the first time that they kill somebody, I, I, I don't remember exactly how it happens, but there's two cups. One has milk and orange juice. Mm-hmm. The other one has drain cleaner. Yes. And I, I think either... They mix up the cups or something, and uh, well, there it is. <laughs> the yeah, cup. we have the movie on in the background, <laughs> silent. Um, but anyway, the 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 cup with the drain cleaner ends up getting to the Heather to drink as a hangover cure. Yes, the but, main Heather, right? Heather Chandler. Yes, but uh, Veronica just thinks it's a prank. Right. This is like the driving theme throughout this entire movie where veronica thinks oh this isn't for real and then it ends up being real because like the way christian slater sets it up is like oh like she annoys you right like oh she gets on under your skin mm-hmm. well why don't we just kill her ho oh, oh, you're so funny yeah let's put draining cleaner in it and so and, and he does the thing he's like you're chicken if you don't drink it and she's right. like, "Well, I can't. I'm, I'm not chicken. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, the bee, queen bee yeah. or whatever. So I got. I'm, I'm not chicken. I'm going to do it, and it ends up killing her. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she didn't know that there's chemicals in her drink. She was like, "Oh, you probably like spat in it or something. Put like a loogie. Yeah, I, I forget what they call it. The a, a snot rocket or something. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Which eighty slang. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that I. I so I have a degree in linguistics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the author of this uh, screenplay, actually, like he made up his own stuff because he didn't want it to sound too dated. Really? Like, like wow. I think maybe all the other teen movies at the time mm-hmm. were like using it too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he just didn't want to have that same feel. Yeah, because like when I revisit old movies, like some of the language is really dated. <laughs> and it's like not even that old. For example, like, you know, the movie Jennifer's Body? Mm-hmm. Um, watching it when it came out in 2009, I was like, this is a great movie. And then rewatching it for this podcast, some of the language and like slang used in that movie, I'm like, what? I don't even understand. Are they speaking English? Like, I don't even know what they're saying. They're like, this is like weird and awkward. Yeah, it feels like one of those like pop culture references in a Shrek movie or something where, yes, it, it's, it, you understand it, but it's like, why are they talking about that now? <laughs> or like humor that's like very time sensitive where it's like it's relevant now. But like if you watch it a few years later, it's like, oh, that's a little old. Uh, like trying to watch the rerun of Murphy Brown where it was so much about the current events that mm-hmm. you just it a lot of it's lost. Yeah. Because it was like an issue for six months and then nobody talked about it again ever like you like yeah if 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 you're younger and you try to watch murphy brown you probably should have google on the side just just to check what they're talking about fact check like not everything but there's so much of it that it's it's or create a version where it's like pop-up video where it has like the factoids popping up on screen this is talking about tipper gore's campaign (laughs) against video games that would be amazing and also kind of weird but none of that other than the, the line at the end about renting new releases, this movie doesn't really have much of that. No, you can definitely tell that it's set in the 80s, but it's like almost timeless, like other than right. the aesthetic. Like nothing is, you know, topical. Nothing is, there's no like references to anything that's going on in the real world outside of this film. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, when they talk about, However they phrase it, it's not rocket. I was like, okay. I mean, we know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, then then they try to make one, but neither one of them can. Veronica yes. and JD both have no mucus to spare. Yes. <laughs> so unfortunately, uh, Heather Chandler dies, and then they. This is when you need to like suspend your uh, sense of reality with this film because like they would have gotten arrested. Like there's most no likely. Way. Yeah. yeah there's no way they could have gotten away with it so uh what's interesting is with veronica she is a really good handwriting expert where she can like mimic people's handwriting that's that's like the first thing that happens yeah in the the movie is they forge a a a fake love note from one of the football players to martha dunstruck yes who is called martha dump truck uh so mean so yeah they forge heather's suicide notes and the whole town is like oh this is such a tragedy she died and like there's like music songs made of her like it's on the radio like this they, huge... they do a two-page spread in the yearbook mm-hmm. with like her next to like a statue of the virgin mary and yeah. it's it's it i think there's a line somewhere about how she's more popular than ever yeah. After she dies. Yes. Yes. Which is the opposite effect that Veronica wanted 
in, in all of this. Like, one, she didn't mean to kill her. And, like, since she's dead, now she's, like, even more popular. Like, this is not what she wanted at all. Right. It's at one point in her one of her diary scenes, which she has very bad handwriting when she writes her diary, which right. is, is odd if she's so, <laughs> so good at forging other people's. Uh, she says something like, I wish Heather Chandler was dead or something like that. Mm. And then JD shows up and they make it happen. Uh, yeah, that's true. So JD is kind of like the death angel in this movie. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, like the monkey's paw mm, where yeah. you make a wish and you get it, but that's not really what you wanted. Yes. It's, it's uh, a Faustian trade where... You want something, but you get it, but not exactly how you want it. It's a, magic comes with a price, my friend. Just like Wonder Woman also knows about this. Yes, yes. The Dreamstones. That was an awful movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, with, this, with this movie, so with Heather Chandler out of the picture. There's a power vacuum in Westerberg is. High. There is. And who fills that vacuum? Uh, the other Heather. Yes. Uh, Heather. Is it Heather Duke? I think so. Not the, it was the green one. Right. Shannon Doherty's character. Yes. Yes, that's Heather Duke. I feel bad for the yellow one. <laughs> <laughs> that's Heather McNamara. Yeah. The okay. name of the terminal in the Detroit airport. Really? Yes. <laughs> well, just McNamara. There's not a, a Heather Mac. I wish there was. I'd fly there all the time. I knew a McNamara growing up. Um, but um, yeah, like, so there's a power vacuum. And as alluded earlier, Heather Duke takes um, Heather Chandler's uh, position in the high school and becomes the new main Heather. Like, she starts wearing red instead of green. She has a red scrunchie. Uh, like, you put it like. And she, she uses her death to be like. She's on like multiple TV stations talking yes. about her friend dying. Yes. Um, I think it's Veronica that said like, what did she do? Like run to other news stations <laughs> to give her testimony. I don't know. It, 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 I feel like there's also a comment on the news media mm-hmm. getting all sensationalized about mm-hmm. bad things that happen. Yeah. Because there's like a, this, once the first Heather dies, then there's like a news there's news cameras. Then as more students start dying, then the hippie teacher tries to do that. I'm not really sure what the goal is, but it says, it says like, like the new happiness or something all over the school where they're yeah. supposed to focus their energy and heal. Mm-hmm. But it just turns into like this, this show mm-hmm. that like a dance party almost oh, pretty much I, like they're showing it on TV and and Veronica's at home watching it with her parents, and her mom is just like, well, "Where are you, Veronica? Why aren't you here?" <laughs> uh, and but, it's because she's kind of like, I, I don't want to say that Veronica is supposed to be the audience in the movie. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Because she's one of the only two characters that know that she's kind of they a- didn't c- kill themselves and they, they didn't really have this secret deep life. I, I would say I would say so. Like she's definitely this in a way the surrogate for the audience because mm-hmm. like we know watching it because we see all the events transpire and she knows because she did it, but no one else knows. So it's kinda like we're on we we side with her. Cause like we feel for her. We're along with her for the ride of Heathers. <laughs> right. And and once it starts getting more serious. Veronica doesn't want to do any more mm-hmm. uh, fake suicides, I guess, for a better term. I don't know. What what do you call it when you kill somebody and make it look like a suicide? Murder? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, is there, like, there's, like, there's, like, patricide if you kill your dad or, like, um, regicide if you kill a king. Right. I don't know if there's, like, a term. Uh, suicide. He- Heather's side. <laughs> Heather's side. Yeah. So when I was watching this movie, I had a realization. I was like, okay, JD is a literal serial killer. Because if you really think about it, who's really doing all the killing? He killed uh, Heather Chandler mm-hmm. by giving her the drink, the poison drink. And then later on in the movie, there's these, the two footballers that were uh, harassing JD as well as I think the nerdy girl in the beginning. Martha. Yeah. Um, and then they at Heather's funeral, they they kind of asked two guys out in the lawn. Yeah, the nerdy guy. It's like, oh, we're not gonna we're not gonna we're seniors. We're not gonna beat him up. And then he he does some obscene thing <laughs> and but he's like sit and spin. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is I've never seen, seen that ever. Like I've never seen anybody say that. Like but it's anyway, a good, it's a good, it, it's it, a good it, mental image. It, it pushes even seniors over that edge. Yes, right. They're kind of jerks. Yes, and Veronica didn't like them and was like, oh, because um, they were spreading rumors about Veronica. Oh, yeah, because she went on a uh, with Heather McNamara on a double date Yes, with the two of them. To go cow tipping. <laughs> to go cow tipping. <laughs> Which and, is a thing I can I can verify as someone who grew up in a small town. People do do it. All right. Okay. So <laughs> the cows sleep standing up. Mm-hmm. And then what happens when you push them over? They fall over. But don't they like run after you? Uh, maybe a bull might. But if it's <sighs> just like a cow, she'll just be like, oh, I, I fell over. And like, yeah. Okay. It, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience. <laughs> But it's 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 like if if your dog falls over, he'll just get up and yeah. be fine. Yeah. The human equivalent that my friends and I did was we just took permanent marker and just marked up people's faces. While they were sleeping? Yes. Oh yeah. Like like <laughs> Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff. <laughs> yeah. So that happens. So during that date, uh one of the footballers starts having sex with Heather, Heather McNamara. in the in the cow field. Yes, in the mud. 
And like, it's kind of weird how they shot it because like, I was like, does she want this? Does she not? It's a, it's a little, I mean, she does, but the way the actors are acting kind of looks like it's not consensual. Right. And it's kind of, I was like, what's happening right now? Which which also happens when they go to the college party earlier in the film. Right, right, right. Where Heather, Heather Chandler is like, we are at a college party. We have to behave a certain way. Right. And she basically it just is sexually assaulted, sort of. She storms out before anything. No, that's Veronica. Oh, okay. We're talking about Heather Chandler. Yeah. yeah. She's, I mean, they don't show anything. You just, they zoom up to a, a guy sitting leisurely in a chair. Yes. <laughs> um, the implication. Right. And, and it, it's just like, it's, there's all this focus on the college because mm-hmm. um, it's a college party, but it seems like the behavior isn't much different in high school. Like, What's, and I think that's that's when Veronica starts to realize that there's not that much of a difference. Like, so what? They're in college, it, right? Because it, like when you grow up, you you think as people age, they become more mature. But like with some people, they don't mature. And like, imagine those footballers that she went on a double date with ended up going to college. Are they going to change mentally? Probably not. They're probably going to be the same douchebags as they are in high school just in college and then unfortunately douchebags in real life or the outside world so on this date as foreshadowed in these uh college parties the heather heather oh my god there's so many heathers (laughs) heather mcnamara's i guess boyfriend's friend tried to feel up veronica and veronica's like no I'm getting out of here. I'm going home. Yeah, she's already covered in mud. It's, yeah. it's, it's, she's not really interested. She's like, it's not happening. I'm not interested in you or your friend. Goodbye. So then she leaves. And then that dude ended up uh, spreading rumors that she got like double teamed in the cow fields. Yeah. With the, like a, a sword fight. A sword fight it. in her mouth. Right. <laughs> like this movie is like filled with like. There's nothing really graphic about the movie, but like the language is so detailed and graphic. It's Shannon Doherty who was a teenager at the time was very reluctant to say some of her lines. Really? Right. It, like, well, I think I don't know how old she was at the time. Maybe like seventeen or sixteen or something mm-hmm. like that. But apparently, at the premiere, mm-hmm. she ran out almost crying because she thought the movie was supposed to be a drama and not a comedy. Really? I I mean, it's another one. It's that age where, again, your head doesn't know what your body's doing, so I can understand how that might happen. But, (laughs) I mean... Right, because you don't know, like, when you're acting, you think it's something, and then when it's, like, cut, edited, scored, assembled, it's like, oh, that's not at all what I pictured this project to be. Right. That's that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean... Yeah, I guess maybe that's why they don't like to get teenagers in movies because they don't know what's actually happening. But I mean, maybe it can happen with adults too. Maybe. Well, of course. Um, (laughs) Because I I know horror stories like like they pick up these, they pick these projects based on the script. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, this is like an awesome story. And then they're on set and it's like, "Uh, what's happening? Like, this is not, this is like a B movie. 
I thought this was going to be like an Oscar movie. Or they changed the title of the movie to be like Sharknado. <laughs> and like the original title was like Pitch Black or something like cool. And it's like, I'm going off on a B-movie tangent no, I, right I, now. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, I don't know if this had any uh, alternate title um, other than Heather's. Uh, or Veronica's Hot Ver- Day. Veronica's Hot Day, yeah. <laughs> um, but with this movie, because like... I always heard about it as like this dark movie about like these girls that kill people. And then like I look it up and I find like the promotional poster for it. And it looks like dirty dancing. Right. It's it's just it's Veronica and JD just being cute together by a chalkboard. Yes, and I'm like is this supposed to be like pulling the rug underneath the audience like you came in thinking it was this. It's actually this. It's not a love story at all. It's actually a, a dark comedy romance drama type thing set in high school like that that was jarring even to this day like <laughs> if you look it up on hulu or youtube the poster right. is, it looks like a rom-com and it's not and i mean it maybe it's 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 like a trojan horse maybe that was their idea because there had been all those movies before like breakfast right. club where mm-hmm. it, I guess it, I don't remember. I was a k- tiny kid, but they were popular at the time. Mm-hmm. So they tried to jump on that wave and trick everybody. I feel like Simone would appreciate that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like this subversive uh, humor that only the director is like privy to. Like, this is funny to me. I'm waiting <laughs> for it to happen with like a superhero movie. Um, there are some. That, uh, that that trick you? Like oh, that? to trick. Okay, because there's like postmodern deconstruction. Yeah, yeah, but movies. they're still. They still. You know, hang. going into it, it's going to be different. Yeah, like say like Spider Man No Way From Home, or whatever Homecoming, and then you go into the movie and it's like a slasher film. Yeah, where like <laughs> Spider Man's poisoning people and 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 making comments about society like <laughs> that. Straps a bomb to him. I mean, <laughs> we're in the multiverse now. <laughs> That's Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> um, going back to Heather's. Um, so, yeah, that footballer spread false rumors about Veronica saying, like, um, she pretty much had a threesome. And she was like, no, oh, I hate this guy, JD. I wish I could just, like, you know, get rid of him somehow. And he's like, oh, you know what we could do is we take this gun that I have. Oh, it's not real bullets. It, yeah, it's, it's, well, first, yes, do you take German? And he, right. and he says, I don't, I can't speak German, but like, ich lüge bullets mm-hmm. that his grandpa got in World War II. Right. Which means I lie. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. I looked that up. Oh, my God. So... There's supposed to be bullets that just like hit you and make you bleed, but don't actually penetrate the skin, which I'm not sure how that would ever be possible with if they look like real bullets. Like right. Bolt, rubber maybe, but. Or BBs. Yeah. But this is just regular bullets that he added I lie in German on them. And then on top of that, not only do they just break the skin, they have a tranquilizer in it <laughs> that immobilizes you, <laughs> making it look like you're dead. And then you actually die and. and- <laughs> So but it's like, a joke. Right. So, like, once again, like, the JD has this convoluted 
explanation like, oh, we're not actually killing these people. It's it's a joke. It's a ruse. And then when the time comes and she fires the gun, it's a real bullet and it goes through them. And she's like, oh, my God, I just killed somebody. JD hits one of them and then she misses her guy. Really? And that's why they, I, she's, yeah, she misses. That's why JD has to go run after him. Right. Because she kills one, right? Or, or JD kills both the, of them? No, no. She ends up actually shooting the, the okay. one that runs away. And then in that moment, she realizes these are real bullets. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like the turning point for the character because it's like, oh, you know, you get caught up in the romance of like meeting a new person. So then you don't see the red flags. And then she starts seeing the red flags like it's in the middle of Red Square in Moscow <laughs> everywhere. And she realizes that JD is a serial he he is a literal ser- serial killer because at this point he killed three people that we know of yeah he's he's been moving around with his dad right due to his dad's job and his, which is also insane his dad's like blowing up buildings i don't know how he get paid <laughs> to do that but that's what he does yeah so i think he's like a demolition expert and like what's creepy about his dad too father like son like jd's mom mysteriously died and it's not really explained in the movie, but it's like implied that his dad killed his mom. But the, but the, like the, he said that she knew that he was going to blow it up. So really? she like went, yeah. Like the second, like the first time he, they, they talk about her, they don't say anything. But mm-hmm. the second time, it's like the second or third scene at uh, JD's house. Mm-hmm. He's looking at the picture. And he's like, she knew it was he was going to blow it up or something like that. And and so either he has this idea that she wanted to die or he just was, he made it up in his head that, that his dad killed his mom. Wow. Yeah. It, I mean, either way it's, it's pretty rough, but the dad is crazy. The dad is like, yes. he like talks, like they do this thing where the dad says what the son would say. And the son says what the dad would say. Mm-hmm. And, but then he's like, like he, like Veronica tries to shake his hand the first time they meet, and he's on a treadmill, and he's yes. like, he's like, re- reacts really strangely, and mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, is it actually his dad? That's that's one thing that. Oh, you don't think that's his real dad? I, I don't. I mean, we'll never know, but it just looks it like the way they talk to each other. It's weird. It's a very weird dynamic, and they have like this entertainment center that looks like it's decorated to be from the Flintstones. <laughs> yeah. Cause for no reason. <laughs> was it the VCR or like the stereo is like molded into a rock? Yeah. A couple of the pieces are. It's, it, it's, it's strange. It's I like, I don't know if that was ever really a thing. <laughs> they just had it in the movie. Like, I don't know yeah. if anybody had like a, a Flintstones themed living room. Hey, the, the, <sighs> The bedrock aesthetic was very happening in 1989. Let me tell you. I guess I, I guess that didn't happen in where I grew up. <laughs> you didn't want to look like Barney Rubble when you grew up. Not particularly. <laughs> bam bam. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So as the movie progresses, like man, JD's character 
is like really showing his colors and it gets to the point where like doesn't he like try to kill veronica too well he's thinking about it like he he tells her parents that she's suicidal Mm, yeah yeah and so she like fakes her suicide yeah before he can do anything Mm -hmm. to make her to make him think she is dead yeah yeah and at that point in the movie it's like committing suicide it's like it's like it's like picking your college it's because like she shows up to school oh i heard you committed suicide and it's one of the most important things a teenager can (laughs) do and like what (laughs) Like, so what do you, what do you think the commentary is on that? Um, like going outside of the movie, almost the end of the movie, uh, JD says something to Veronica, like now that you died, what are you going to do with your life? Mm-hmm. And I think what he, he meant or the, the writer meant mm-hmm. was that she died in the sense that, that she's no longer in this, the high school life Mm. like she figured out that it's well not just high school but like being a a geek or a or a stoner or a or a jock or whatever it's all just made up Mm. and so she she, not to spoil the whole thing the whole movie but she goes and makes friends with like martha who is like the only other person that is not really in a group right i think maybe that's trying to say that that your title at work is also made up. Um, go out and and try to find something else. Like, like you you don't have to you don't have to blow up a school right. to find that. Mm-hmm. But in the in the context of a movie, everything has to be dramatic, so everything's mm-hmm. out of proportion. But maybe maybe it, it helps some people to have some sort of crisis in their life mm-hmm. to find out what really matters. Yeah, it's it's. It's interesting what we put value on in life, like in high school. It's like, oh, these are my, this is my tribe. Like these Mm -hmm. are my people. And then as you go throughout life, you always try to find belonging, meaning. And with Heathers, they kind of make it a caricature where it's like, I want to find meaning in suicide and I'll be meaning. I'll like find meaning in killing myself because I'll probably I'll be part of this club of like people that kill themselves. It, it's a very dark commentary, but it's like, well, it, it it's, makes it. Think. It's playing off of the the, I don't know. I guess saying or or whatever. Like if everybody was jumping off the cliff, would you? And right, it starts like nobody's actually killing themselves. Right, that that is true. But everybody thinks that's happening, right? Because JD's killing everybody, right? And he's trying to make it like, look like the whole school wants to kill themselves. Yeah. And then, at one point, Martha tries to kill herself, but she's unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. And the way people react is not the same. Like nobody, like the school, there's no like, there's no news. Uh, frenzy or mm-hmm. or happiness club or I don't I don't remember what it's called. But <laughs> it, it's like it and I think the, the only comment that it makes is is that oh she's just copying the popular kids. Yeah, and and I, I feel like like suicide is kind of a permanent thing, but it's it's saying that <laughs> <laughs> like well okay we're looking at a teacher boardroom 
mm-hmm. scene right now and i think it's a different scene but in the in this the first time when the first heather dies they're, they're talking about like how much time should we take off like like it's almost like somebody just died and they're worried about i don't know a multiplication or or Mm-hmm. Or or War of eighteen twelve. Are we going to be able to cover it in enough mm-hmm. depth? Depth, mm-hmm. and like even the teachers are. Well, was she a cheerleader? <laughs> and they say no. And he's like, well, I could have, I could close the school for half a day if it was a cheerleader. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I think what it's trying to say is that people doing popular things don't worry about mimicking them. Mm-hmm. Figure out your own way to to solve your problems. Like this is taken to extreme, of course, yeah. uh, with suicide. But if it's anything, just just because they're doing it doesn't mean it's going to work for you, as well, right? Um, yeah. And and everybody's situation is is different. So maybe it, you need to make the decision based on your circumstances and not what everyone else is doing in what appear to be similar circumstances. Because I think, like the suicide notes, one said that. One made Heather look like she was much more troubled than she was. They mm-hmm. had this this deep persona that nobody knew about. Yeah. The other one is that they made they framed the two jocks to be in this this uh, it was like a gay suicide pact. They like left mineral water. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the thing that indicated you were gay in the eighties. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, straight men drink still water. <laughs> I don't, I, we well, don't need that fruity water over here. Well, and, <laughs> Well, that's what he says. He's like, it's Ohio. If you don't have a beer, you might as well be wearing a dress. <laughs> okay. Um, but so, and then, then the next person that is Martha in that, in that line. And Martha, I think, is actually having trouble. Uh, she doesn't fit in anywhere. Yeah. Um, they call her dump truck. Mm-hmm. She, and, and she's like pushed over the edge because from spilling her Coke on her shirt. Yeah. And she actually has a situation, but it's a real situation. It's not made up like the first two sets of suicides. Right. And she looks at them and says, well, they were troubled and they tried to kill them or they killed themselves. So I should kill myself too. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, if if I was in Martha's situation, may, maybe I wouldn't have done that. Maybe I, I would, I would look at what can I do in my situation? Mm-hmm. Not just what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And, what was in and popular and what everyone else was doing was apparently killing themselves. And yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how, how you put it. Like if anyone was going to going to kill themselves, it was going to be Martha because Mm -hmm. like, she's actually the outcast. She's actually hurting. And like, she comes to that decision because it's like, well, I'm hurting too. And I guess like maybe I, I deserve this outcome just like with these other people that seemingly have the same pain as I do, where it's like, Oh, the pressures of society are weighing down on me. I'm so unhappy. My name is Heather Chandler or like, Oh, like I live in Ohio. Like I can't express my true love with my other football star in this romantic relationship. Well, you know, and then with her, it's like, well, I'm I'm in pain too. So it, it's very interesting how like the person that actually has issues is seen as a poser. Yeah, and and I find it interesting that at the end of the movie, 
both she and Veronica are basically a mess. Mm-hmm. Like Veronica's covered in explosions and <laughs> yes. and has blood on her face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martha's in like a electronic scooter with a, her leg in a cast. Yes, and they're just and and Veronica has the red scrunchie at the end, and she's mm-hmm. she's leading her own self. Yeah, like they find community within each other. Where it's like, I mean, if you really look at it, they're both outcasts, or they just choose to leave the high school microcosm behind like you know what forget about all that like what truly matters is the friendship you and i have and that scene at the end of the movie and i think it's well and and they they talk about going to go get uh movies on Mm -hmm. prom night so they're not doing what everybody else is going to do right 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 you're right so they're not only yeah they're not they're just doing their own thing yeah like you know what forget the crowd let's just have fun Rent a movie. Stay in. It's okay to have a quiet night mm-hmm. away from everybody. Yeah. Instead of do what everyone else is doing and pro- probably not enjoy yourself. Right. Or end up dead. <laughs> well, yeah. In this universe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this movie was so influential that it spawned like, you know, copycats like uh, Mean Girls and what's also interesting is it became its own thing in terms of like an off-Broadway musical. And that's what surprised me the most. Right. It's it's I haven't seen the whole musical. I've just seen clips of it. Yeah, I found like bootlegs on YouTube, but but like those are still like rough because it's like whoever shot it, like shot it with a potato. Right. And it's like off their shoulder, like from like the mezzanine section. It's not even close. Everything's blurry. But like the audio is like kind of okay. I would love to see it in person. Yeah. It it looks like one of the musicals that like an adaptation musical that isn't completely awful. Yeah. It looks really good. Like for a while they were adip- adapt. For a while they were adapting many things. Like the the Spider Man one and, and right, <laughs> it just seemed like like they were just doing it to do it. Um, mm-hmm. So another movie that I like that was also made into musical is Hairspray. Okay, but I didn't really like the musical. <laughs> okay, so, so I I don't know if I want to see Heather's. I feel it like what I've seen it looks okay, but I feel like I don't want to ruin it. You know, too beloved for you. Yeah, it's I it's feel a, you. like it's like. I don't know. I, I don't want to ruin something I like. Did you see Mean Girls, the musical? No. I have. Does it keep the spirit of the original? I would say it does. Um, as a musical, the music numbers aren't that memorable. There's like one or two songs that are good, which I guess with every musical. Yeah. You know, but I thought it was interesting that... Um, they took a, a movie like Mean Girls that is not, there's no musical number really in the mm-hmm. movie and they turn it into a full-blown musical and thought that was awesome. And then with Heathers, I like the idea even more because like, like from what I saw online, they keep the spirits of the movie alive, but they also like heighten it to a point where it's like almost I prefer it in this format. Than well, the movie. And I think they added some to the story from what I've seen. They moved some things around. Like like 
there's a point where Veronica is not friends with the Heathers. Yeah, and I was alluding to that in the beginning of the podcast, oh. where like she was friends with Martha's character in the musical. And oh, then, in the musical? Yeah. Okay. She was friends in the beginning, then she meets the Heathers, she becomes a Heather, and then she pushes her friend away. And then, you know, as it's just like the movie. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, it's like, oh, she reconnects with her friend. And it's like, oh, that's wholesome. So do, do like people die in the musical too? Yeah. Okay. Because that's one of the things I didn't like about Hairspray. There was nothing gross happening. Like, really? Hairspray is like, it's like the 60s and exciting, yeah. but it's still John Waters. There's still the, they're like popping zits and somebody throws up on the fair ride. <laughs> and, uh, and when I saw the musical, I just was like, there's none of this. <laughs> it's nerfed. But it, yeah, yeah. It, it's very Disney-fied. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm worried that that happened with Heathers in the musical. No, it's, I mean, they kind of, so like with Heathers, they kind of like mean girled it. Okay. They, they really like took like the essence of mean girls and just applied it to Heathers, which does work, mm-hmm. but it's, it's more, like I said, heightened for the stage rather than the movie is very almost deadpan. Which I do prefer too. Well, yeah, it's it's a difference because a movie you have to you have a, a the camera lens. Yes, camera lens. The stage you have to fill the whole auditorium. That's true. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So go just be mindful going into it. That's what you're gonna get. Okay. Or it's like really over the top. Okay. So, and I do have to mention. Did you know? Because I just found out now. They made Heathers into a TV show. That was not released in the U.S. for a long time. Really? Like, I think some school shooting happened or something. Right. So yeah, they I were like, that. oh, we can't release this in the U.S. And so it was like all out in Europe and other places. But from what I've seen of it, I don't I don't think that was a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to just see if it's good because I'm like, okay, like... How did they make this 90 minute movie into like 10, a, 10 episodes, 10 episodes. Well, but if you are going to watch it, I've heard you need to get the European version because the U S version, they edited it so hev- heavily that it's only nine episodes. Whoa. <laughs> so, no way. I'm serious. Okay. Cause I think it's on Paramount plus because the, the, it's made by Paramount. Right. Oh my God. So I need to sail the seven seas. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or or use a VPN. That's an easier <laughs> option. <laughs> okay. So, wow. Yeah, I don't like censorship. That's not cool. And I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what exactly was the trigger. I, I think it was like a school shooting, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's kind of like the main thing in Act 3 of this movie. Right. Because JD wants to blow up the school. Right. That's like his final piece of his manifesto but i don't really understand what he was trying to achieve well, with that and so it the original ending of the movie mm-hmm. in the first screenplay was not supposed to like it, it had everybody dying and getting along in heaven <laughs> and martha okay. sang and it and oh and the punch at the the prom in heaven was the drain cleaner um <laughs> that killed the first heather oh my god but the studio wouldn't finance it if 
that's the ending. So they had to change it. Wow. Well, I do prefer this ending rather than I, I do too. That's a little that's a little too weird. Well, and the the screenwriter she had this this big vision for the movie. Mm-hmm. He wanted Stanley Kubrick to direct it. He mm-hmm. it was going to be three hours long. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad. I mean, I like the final product. Yeah. It's just a, it's a big jump from where it started. Yeah, that's that's a. The benefit of the creative process, like when you add in more people, it's like, it's like, yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Here's a better idea. And like, people are like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Let's do that. But it was, a, it was a time where these kind of movies were being made mm-hmm. and it just, it, it, I looked at the box office and it didn't make its budget back in the box office. No. Like it, it was tanked. like half. Yeah. And it, it's just. Like I'm ch- like there's I wonder I mean there's the famous ones like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and stuff but so the budget for this movie was three million which isn't a whole lot like, even in 1989 it wasn't a lot so it wouldn't be hard to make back its budget box office return was one million dollars which means no one saw it <laughs> well and I'm trying to remember the studio it was just like a it was like an independent studio that had like horror movies and stuff yeah they're the biggest things yeah so maybe they just didn't have a marketing budget like no i mean when you market the movie where it looks like dirty dancing (laughs) it's like who who are you trying to appeal this to um i would have leaned more into the horror of it like like make it try to get that audience yeah make it a little bit more gory i don't know like try to like make it a little bit more like still maintain the message what they're trying to say but like, kind of like increase the, I don't know, the gross factor of it. Mm-hmm. Make it more of a spectacle, a like, movie. Yeah. There isn't too much like blood and guts in it. Like there's a little bit of blood, but when people die, it's not like a big mess or anything. Yeah. So I wonder if, if that discussion was ever had that like you need to have like somebody's liver pop out of them. <laughs> Right, like, it, but, it's, but they they didn't go that direction. No, it's which is weird because that studio had so many. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I like the movie for what it is, but it's it's definitely its own thing. You know, it's it's not a romance. It's not a horror. The comedy is very dark. <laughs> it's. It's a very it's a very specific movie and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's like it's like if you get takeout and you have the place you really like go to normally but then you're like oh I want to try something different. Yeah. And it's it's really good but you don't want to have it every time you take it takeout. If that makes sense. No, it doesn't. Make sense. <laughs> okay. It's it's something it's a taste breaker. But yeah, I don't want to I don't want to watch a movie like this every time I watch a movie. But I'm glad that I've watched it. Yeah, exactly. So, Justin, we reach the end of the show. Okay. And what we like to do on Syndicate is the one reason why. Uh-huh. What is the one reason you would give somebody to watch Heathers? The one reason I would give for anybody to watch Heathers is everybody feels out of the loop, out of the group at some point, And 
I think this can help you figure out a way to make it through whatever you're going through mm. when you're not feeling in the group. Yeah. That okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, like there is community for you out there and you're not alone. Right. And and just because especially I think if this movie was made now there'd be probably well, I maybe we can find out in the TV series. <laughs> but like with social yeah. media and things um, like if you see on on Instagram everybody's doing something yeah oh, and i'm not doing that i'm not i'm not going on vacation every four months mm -hmm. to this beautiful island mm -hmm. like i i feel like if it was made now it, it that would be more included into it that would be a good commentary that just because i mean it sounds stupid to say yes just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean you should it's very parentish sounding but i, I think it's deeper than that that if you're not in is certain situation you're not you can't make that judgment yeah um only you at that time in that situation are going to be able to to decide yeah it's kind of like the fear of missing out mm -hmm. fomo and i think everyone gets that because like when you look on social media it's kind of like Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I don't know how to describe it. Like, Well, it's almost like the social media is nobody's... In most situations, nobody on social media is killing themselves. But <laughs> but but once the first Heather died, they like had this image of her that was not mm -hmm. really her. Right. They have these pages of her in the yearbook. Um, there's the suicide note is forged and, and everybody's like, Well, I guess she wasn't the shallow bitch we all thought she was. <laughs> um so it's right. almost like like the suicide was like a social media post almost. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like the ideal version of that person. 
instead of the reality of that person. It's like when you put stuff on social media, you want to put your best foot forward. And sometimes it's a fiction. It's not actually right. you type of thing. You, you don't you don't put today I, I had to scrub a frying pan for thirty seconds more than usual. I took a shit today. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> it's not most people that I know don't put that on social media. <laughs> and they, they put stuff that, that they wanna they wanna emphasize the best things that are happening to them, but right. it ends up be, having a filter applied to it. Mm, yeah. It's like a black mirror episode. Oh yeah. You know, the one where Donald Gleason's in it and like, so like he dies and then this company was like, well, we can make an animatronic of him based on his social media and it ends up being like this beautiful, perfect version of him. And I like haven't his, seen that one. Oh yeah. You should watch it. And like his widow is like, that's not him. <laughs> well, you know, we tend to put the best things on social media. So that's what it is. Yeah. It's season two. Should check it out. All right. I think I that started to be a thing when I was not in the U.S., so mm. I haven't watched all of them. <laughs> well, there you go. That's my recommendation for you. All right. The one reason I would give somebody to watch Heather's, it would be kind of like what you said. It's a good break from the movies being made now, and you can see like the origins of like Mean Girls or like movies like that. And like, yeah, like they definitely take their cues from this movie from 1989 so it's kind of like check it out see like where these directors and writers got their inspiration from it's definitely this it's a trailblazer movie and yeah everyone should watch it and one thing this is just a side comment yeah the production design Mm -hmm. is very good (laughs) (laughs) like there's so many parts like when there's a kitchen where there's Mm -hmm. so much red in heather's Mm. kitchen yeah uh or the the plants are just so perfectly set up Mm. um with the parents sitting at the table um in a scene that is repeated a couple times yeah um, for with different topics but it i think i don't i'm not sure who the production designer is but i i like their work yeah it's clear that the director had a vision and the studio didn't want to interfere too much with it other than that bizarre ending that they wanted to do but yeah like the movie is definitely an art piece and it has good social commentary on it as well it's a it's a deep look at things that also will make you laugh from time to time yes (laughs) which i think we all should do more often yeah definitely but that's it for this time on syndicate we hope you enjoyed yourself we've been talking about heathers please check it out where it is available And once again, thank you, Justin, for coming on to the show today. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. This was a great chat, and I look forward to what other movies you want to pitch for next time. I got a huge list. Oh, boy. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) But if you'd like to keep this conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate. That is C-I-N-E-D-I-C-A-T-E. Syndicate on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Have Discord. Please join the growing film community where you can find myself and other podcasters talking about this title and many more at syndicate.com forward slash discord. Have any questions or film recommendations? Please send your emails to info at syndicate.com or visit the website syndicate.com. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye. Teenage suicide.